I'm Frederick Gerton, and I'm the filmmaker. And I'm Leilani Farha, and I'm the advocate. So, the advocate, are you ready to go? I don't know. I'm ready to go, but there's nowhere to go. Okay. <laughs> I am not allowed to travel anywhere, but you've been traveling, Frederick. Mm. You have been in the wonderful, the beautiful, the incredible Milano. Yeah. It's, Tell us why. Why were you there? It's actually just after we recorded the last episode, the one about Amsterdam. I got an email from from Milan saying that Push, the film has won a Pre-Italia. And Pre-Italia is a very prestigious TV award. So it's basically the public service TV award. So it's, wow. it's, so it's from Canada, it's CBC, it's ABC from Australia. It's like people wow. from, it's like, so it's, it's a global, global TV award hosted by the Italian public broadcaster, Rai. So it's kind of, and it's been on since 1948. <laughs> so, Incredible. so other Swedes has won. It's like Ingmar Bergman. <laughs> wow! <laughs> but you're in good company. <laughs> it's bit, yeah. Anyway, so yes, they flew me down to Milan and hosted me for four days. It's also a conference, you know, talks about the future for broadcasting and blah blah blah. Uh, okay. Um, but I, I was hanging out and I was walking around the city. I was eating at restaurants, a lot of pasta. And, oh, and drinking wine. Let me, let me guess. Drinking red wine. Yeah. It's, uh, it was actually really hot. So I, 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 was, I opted most, mostly out of the, the red. So I went for white. Oh, okay. oh, well done. You came to my side. I came to your side for a while. It was nice. It was nice. No, that's so, amazing. Amazing for push. But, and, but and what the, does it mean? I, but, I mean, it's it's an honor, and of course, it's in some way it's a signal to broadcasters that uh, this kind of content is uh, is getting awarded. So they would, right. may, they might pick it keep, up, or... keep keep um, supporting this kind of films. But of course, also other broadcasters might pick up the film, so the film will get a, a further distribution. And already here yeah. in Sweden, SVT, they are the national broadcaster, put it up on their play again, so people can watch it for free, which is, uh, of course, good. So the, the, there Very will be good. more more people will watch you walking around the world. <laughs> well, maybe that's not so good, but I I am super happy because that was always the intention from my side, was to have a film that a lot of people would watch and have access to because that's how we're going to change the world is by getting people to understand the issue and the film is so good at that so. and, and the jury that gave us the prize was one broadcaster from hong kong one from australia and one or two from italy uh, maybe some other countries I, I, but so it's it, it's so it also tells a story about that push is a truly global film we know that because we've been around the world if, the the film has been shown publicly in over 50 countries. We know on our Vimeo sales, we have over 82 countries. Uh, this podcast have, have listeners in 113 countries. So it, it is, a, I mean, the, the housing crisis is truly global. And it's also uh, something that can create political turmoil in, in countries. Yes, well... 
I woke up to some news about your country, about Sweden. Crazy. The government has lost a confidence vote, as I understand it, which means they either have to call an election or somehow form, have a new government formed without an election. And it seems to all be related to housing, housing, housing. Tell us and tell our listeners what is going on in Sweden. Yeah, it it is... It is kind of complicated. It's very politicized, and and there's a lot of things in this struggle that has nothing to do with housing. It's very much about trying to take down the government, of course. The party that said it's enough was the left-wing party. And, of course, the left-wing party is the classical ally to the tenants' movements and so on, but so are also the Social Democrats, the government party. And, and I mean, the, the, the tenant movement has always been a very strong part of the, the, the workers' movement. But this government has support in the parliament by also by two center-right parties, the center party and the liberal party. And, and when they moved over to support the social democratic, it's, it's actually the social democrats and the green party who is in government, they said... We will make the bodies with you. We will make a big package that we agree on. And one part of this was that the, the left-wing party should be totally out of any influence. And that's, they still have almost 10%. So that was like telling the left-wing party, you are not relevant. And, and some of these points in this treaty, it's a very big treaty, are extremely neoliberal. I and mean, it's very almost constructed to be painful for the social democrats one of them was this market rent in new builds so it's so the story is market rent in new build that sounds maybe for people in other countries that like that what's that's totally normal but in sweden we have you know that we have a a treaty between the tenant unions and the landlords and this treaty is negotiated. There is, of course, a lot of legislation around this. But the tenant unions is very strong. And we have 3 million tenants in Sweden of, out of our 10 million inhabitants. So it's a, it's a big chunk of people. And this new suggestion, that legislation that could come through out of this, uh, would basically sideline the tenant union. Right. Let, let's, can we just stop there, Frederick, because yes, I please. want yeah. <laughs> our listeners to be very clear, because Sweden has such a unique system. I have to say, I before going there, I certainly had no clue how it worked in Sweden. There's this idea that Sweden doesn't have social housing, and you don't. What you have is housing rents set through this negotiation between the tenants' union and landlords. And so rents get set through what I understand can be quite rigorous negotiation. And it's a way to keep rents from being set at market, what the market can bear. The tenants union represents tenants, all tenants, low income and higher income tenants. And so they have a job to do, which is to try, as I understand it, to keep rents at a level that people can afford. And so this new possible legislation is suggesting something quite different from that, which would be just to let any new 
in any new apartment, be the rent could be set based on what the market can bear. Yeah. Cutting out the tenants union, basically. Is that right? Cutting them out, sidelining them totally. So it, mean, it means that, that the tenant would then negotiate straight with his landlord. And you can see the, the power balance in that kind of negotiation. It's, it's something that's very, very... It's a new thing in Sweden. It's quite revolutionary. Uh, I mean, from a, from a right wing perspective, but it's right. it's they have been asking around what people think about that. So, I mean, a big majority of the Swedes are against this, but not the political parties. Because, so it's 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 a bit strange. The Social Democrats have had the power in this country for many years. Um, the left wing party has always been supporting them but quite often without getting so much back so there's been so they are they they are like okay basta we have had enough and they actually they were the ones say we we don't we, we don't we can't trust this government anymore and then the extreme right moved on it and today mm-hmm. the government fell and in the speeches in the parliament none of the right wing parties talked anything about the tenants you know Right. They all talked about immigrants, about you know crime. It's all, it was like it was it's it's kind of nasty. And the of these center parties that we have in the middle has been a little bit more decent. And one of these is kind of more openly anti-fascist, but they are still very neoliberal. So it's it, it is uh, it's a very complicated situ- situation, and we and we still don't know how this will land because it's. This this party says we don't want to talk to the to the to the left wing party, but market rents. Let's let's go back to the market rents, Leilani, yeah. because this is something you know a lot about. What? Do you, how, sorry, the, the argument for from the this this right wing parties is to, or the center parties is to say that with market rent we can build more. There is a lack of apartments, so if we can put up the rents, if the rents can go free that we can build more houses. They also say that people who live, you know, in the middle of towns, like I do, for example, we pay too little, so we could pay more. And other richer people can move into where I live. And then I, you know, it's like, and they think that's uh, the way to do it. And I think it's the exact opposite (laughs) of what the world needs right now. Uh, I think, I mean, they... It's such a false argument to me, this idea that you leave things to the market, allow the market to have its strength, and we'll have more housing. Look around the world. Most places, especially in the northern western hemisphere, have allowed the market to rule the roost. And we have the same problems of unaffordability, a lack of social housing or deeply affordable housing for those most in need. So clearly, there's many other countries, my own country, Canada, we can point to the United States, Australia, I mean, there, you know, all of much of Western Europe have allowed the market to to rule the roost and it hasn't hasn't worked it hasn't helped so i think it's a false argument and i think it's an argument that goes to those who want to make more profit from real estate basically which is the most one of you know the most profitable business that you and i've been talking about for several years now um so it i i find it quite distressing actually because i think you're in a very precarious situation because, I mean, didn't it take a very long time to form this government in the first place? 
And so it took it took almost four months. Yeah. yeah. And if there's this threat that the centrist and right wing parties could gain more power through this next process, whether it's an election or forming a new government, then I fear for renters in Sweden because these models are these market driven models are are disastrous for tenants. I mean. You know, I don't see that helping. And it's, and you know, the, the the Swedish system is organized in a way, so it's it's much more rentable to be uh, to own your flat or own your house, because you know you can. Uh, I mean, it's through the the mortgages and so on. You, there's a way that you can pay less taxes. Uh, okay. But but for tenants there right. is nothing. So we actually pay more right. uh, in in many ways. And you see the 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 extreme right is not pulling the the immigrant cards. And who who do you think lives mostly in in rental housing? The immigrants. So it's like it's it's one more punishment of a group that is already pointed finger right. at. So it's it is some kind of brutalization of the Swedish society as I see it, and and um, and you know I've I've always felt felt protected, you know, I I you know I I live in the same apartment since almost forty years, so it's like it's crazy, but it's you know my kids are born there, and you know it's like it's it, and it's not very big, it's like it's just a nice it's like, that's my place, that's my mm-hmm. home, and. And in Sweden, uh, a contract is for life. I mean, you ah. uh, you have the you have the right to stay in your apartment. Wow! So the, the landlord can't can't kick you out. Of course, if you if you if you destroy stuff, or yeah. I mean, there's a lot of things that can make you evicted. But I mean, if you behave well, you you can stay in the con- you can stay on your contract. Wow! So they can't pull you out. So that's a very good protection, and that protection is not under threat at this moment. No, but that protection would be under threat if rents are raised to market levels. And and the, yeah. the you see what worries me is that it opens a gate. So if you allow for new builds to be market rent, that's the beginning of the end. Then I think it opens all rents to market rent and then it's it's some some moment at least that's what we fear that's what we fear and it's also it's not only new built it's because it's also uh, new apartments in old buildings let's say your office turned Uh, into apartments that can also be put market rent you really refurbish something like in a major way it can also be put on market rent regarding to this uh, proposal no and then that means that people will not be able to afford it and will lose their homes because of either they're falling into debt arrears or they decide to leave but it that also disrupts the fact that you have the the ability to have a lifelong lease so it 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 will actually completely change the housing landscape in Sweden or has the potential to but Leilani, there is a lot of people who are um, are more neoliberal in their economic views. That they believe that the market is a good power that can can be- make the world better for all. How how can you explain to them why why the market is not delivering in this on this in your world of housing? 
Well, I mean, the market is driven by things that um, don't benefit people. So the market, if uh, we're talking about the market like it's abstract, the market is made up right now, especially in Sweden, of uh, big financial actors who view real estate and housing as a very good place to uh, make money and leverage money. And those interests are not the interests of tenants, of course. Those interests have nothing to do with people living in homes and having families, a safe place to live and a place to to, um, contribute to your community. Those interests are working to squeeze as much profit as they can from every square meter of every home. And the result then is of just allowing the market unregulated to set rents is they set rents based on the return they want to see on an investment and they're not setting rents based on household income and that's why I'm always wedded to human rights and that human rights framework because under human rights affordability is what a household can bear you know what average household income then you shouldn't spend more than a third of your income on rent but markets don't care about household income. They care about return on investment, basically. So that's the big danger here, um, I think. They, I mean, their argument is also that it's hard to build apartments that are people can afford to live in. So it's like it's we need so a new build has to be more expensive because it's very expensive to build new. Yeah, and especially now they're also using arguments around uh, decarbonization of housing and, and trying to build green, that that's even more expensive and so that, that they need more money. But then I think that's where governments really do need to step in, if it's even true. I mean, we have to query how much profit these actors should be making and should be expecting. That's one, I think. There should be a maximum on profits and they should have to dig into their own pockets at some point to make sure that they're building housing that people can afford because they happen to have chosen a business that's a human right. I mean, they chose a business that's a human right. But I also think governments need to step in too to say we we value affordable housing for our people and that's going to make us a better happier society if everyone has access to affordable housing and we're willing to contribute and we know from the pandemic governments can print money we know that so i think governments have to step in too and say okay no we we're not going to just let the market go we're going to make sure that whatever they build is affordable yeah. What okay. do you say? Um, it, I think you're right. <laughs> no, 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 but it, no, but it's true. I mean, it's we know that a lot of these the, the construction companies, the the projects that are building houses are all you know financial products. They're all on on the stock right. market. They're all, they're, so, so they all want a very quick return of investment, and the, and they want a very high return of investment. And as I see it, that's part of the problem, of course. In the old days, governments were building themselves. You know, it's like, but we also have a this kind of fair competition system, especially in, within the European Union, which makes it very hard for governments to build themselves. So it's you need it's all out on the market because the, the so the the market is very high up still. But it, the thing that worries me is that you know we in in push we talk about how. Milton Friedman started in Chile, how he's 
this idea of you know the trickle down be greedy make a lot of money and then th that money will still be very good for everybody because it uh, that will be some kind of efficiency in that and then reagan and thatcher picked it up and rolled it out and basically most even progressive social democratic countries like sweden accepted a lot of that even if we then kept the we we kept there was we for some for example we fended a lot of of the our our rent control systems when we i mean we heard now president biden saying the trickle down economics never worked we we have this kind of a global wave of saying okay the neoliberalism the deregulations have gone too far i mean you even hear billionaires saying the same it's like it's not you don't have to be a super radical to say it doesn't work so now we are still getting that kind of voices into our politics today that's saying it's like the echo of milton friedman again of course with with some kind of packages around it and it's this is it's it's kind of the, the this huge investment into political agenda made by the, the big business is still have an effect here in 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 sweden today I, I think that's right. And one of the things, Frederick, I've been trying to track recently are these comments like, um, you know, trickle down doesn't work and we need a new social contract. People are talking about that and even sometimes people talking about human rights. But what I've known or or more recently, you know, the, there was the G7 meeting fairly recently where they said, oh, there should be they agreed there will be a 15 percent tax on the big uh, multinational corporations. But what I'm noticing is that absent from all of these conversations is a direct focus on investment funds, vulture funds, hedge funds, private equity in the area of real estate there it's like that part of this is exempted i keep seeing for example arguments around build 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 we should keep building more housing and and ultimately that will bring prices down but isn't that a trickle down theory and what do poor and low income households do wait, they're just supposed to wait for this build, build, build to happen, and then eventually rents will decrease, and then they can afford to live somewhere. Meanwhile, they should be homeless. So I'm, I am quite concerned, two things. I'm quite, quite concerned that these new conversations being triggered by the pandemic really are not touching the area that you and I have been talking about that push reveals this financialization of housing, and it's not going to in touch these investment funds. And then sort of more locally, I'm really worried about Sweden. I mean, I think you know, like I told you before, and I, I grew up in Canada during the uh, Pierre Trudeau years. He was our prime minister, the, so the father of our current prime minister. He was very progressive uh, for the times. And Sweden was always offered to us as the model, the a, a place of well-being, of uh, social well-being, where people actually cared about each other. Um, and the more I'm learning about Sweden, <laughs> I have to say my that image is almost completely destroyed for me now because I visited, I've seen financialization of housing take hold. I've learned that some of the most aggressive um, 
asset management firms in the area of housing are from Sweden. Achelius is one of them, for example. There are others. Uh, and now this, you know, so what's happening, Frederick? How are we going to save Sweden? Is it too late? Well, you know, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a man of hope, so I, <laughs> I, it can't be too late because no. that's boring. That's too boring. You know, I think maybe what the good thing about this is that uh, the left-wing party, I, I don't like the politics, poli you know, the, all this politicizing around everything, but it's like it's so much tactics and politics. It's like it's, it's boring. I'm not a member of a party, you know, so it's... But at least they highlight that the Swedish model is under threat. Of course, you, you know and I know that this model has been under threat for a long time. It's a very er eroded system in many ways. And but I think the Swedes overall think that the projection is there. So you, they haven't really understood the Blackstones, the Fonabias, the Achelius, the Heimstad, and all these. I mean, it's coming out now. I mean, the I think we lost like twenty five percent affordable housing last year. I mean, it goes so quick where these actors move in and they push up the rents through renovations. So it's tougher and tougher. And of course, you know, if people, if, if a family don't, can't, can't pay their rent in a new build, the cities, the cities will help you. So it's, it's also, it's also the taxpayers are, are it's that they're pushing over more people to the, to the, to the cities to pay for, you know. And and they make more profit. So it's it's like also from a governmental perspective, it's really stupid because uh, well, it puts your cities under pressure. You're giving away your money that could be spent in a better way. So it's it is uh, it's a critical moment. But I think now, I mean, and the prime minister was also in today said we we defend the Swedish model. We don't want market rents. I mean, so. But those voices now are not the strongest one. They don't have the majority of the parliament, so they still have to negotiate. And but but the weird thing is that's what I would like you to to tell these uh, these parties in the middle that because they're kind of their 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 voters are not in favor of this when you ask them. But the parties are running there, so I think that's like uh, for me, it's the success of the lobby. This is like. Uh, success of a long-term lobby and it's been on for so many years so they forgot to kind of stop it because I think it's not it's not in the interest of their own voters I think that's right I think that's right but I I was struck when I have visited Sweden and I had the opportunity for example to speak to the minister responsible for housing how um, blind he and others others are with respect to the threat at it, it's beyond a threat because it as you say it's taken hold in Sweden I mean if you have fewer affordable housing units today than you did a year ago so it's beyond a threat but there was a real blindness to it I recall after we showed push in parliament meeting with um, the housing minister and he was not like really engaged with the idea that the financial actors were having a huge impact on your housing market. And of course, I was visiting communities in Sweden. Who, the people were telling me 
it was having an impact. They were suffering rent increases. They were having to move. We documented, you documented it in push. And yet there was this sort of obstinance. No, it's not here yet. It's not really a major concern. Um, so that's that's worrying. As you say, it suggests that a lobby has been, a, been, been successful. Um, and so there's just more work to be done. <laughs> it, it is, it is. And, it, and of course, it's also some kind of political rea reality that he reflected that he now he couldn't go there because he was he being he was depending on those that support in the parliament that was going for market rent so this has been in the air all the time and they they hoped it wouldn't explode and they hoped that they could kind of pressure the the, the left-wing party not to to vote against the government which they did today so it's a it's a it's a major blow and it's it's and it's it is actually a nation in shock in many ways, uh, mm. and and most of the progressives are under shock. Most of the tenants are in, in shock because we don't know where, where this is leading. And the the happiest guy today is the the leader of the Sweden Democrats, which is this kind of uh, yeah formed by neo Nazis, but now taking a lot of votes in 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 the country so they are, they are the really the happy ones and they don't talk at all about tenants they only talk about immigrants for to be blamed for everything right, right. so that's um, it's tricky but leilani i think this is something we would need to be following up <laughs> over time absolutely and yeah. uh, i will alert my uh, colleagues at the shift that that this shall be on the shift's agenda uh as something we we might have to be writing some letters of concern as we call them so yeah you, you should uh, do that i think that's totally yeah. it's 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 very important um so in milan yeah let's yes let's go back to milan and ha and happier times <laughs> <laughs> i got this really I wouldn't say ugly price, but it's kind of, it's, it's nothing. I mean, it's like you, you wouldn't have it, to, you know, it can be nice here in the office, but it's like, it's, <laughs> it's, it's, you know, all these ceremonies are really funny mm -hmm. and special and a lot of speeches and it's a lot of anything, but it's, I was able to, to give a, a little speech. Ah. I mean, of course it wasn't prepared like our podcast, but if you want, you can you can listen. You Let's know, you, listen. You want to? I of course I want to. Grazie uh, mille, fantastico. It's very nice to be back in Milan uh, because I shot a little part of the film here where I interviewed uh, the great Italian writer uh, Roberto Saviano, who was connecting the dots between the legal capitalism and the the criminal capitalism, how they meet and merge, and their money enter into our cities and affect our lives. And this you can see the, also in this city that uh, the criminal money is, is taking over people's homes. But this is a global drama and, and the film is about the housing crisis all over the world. And I'm really happy to get the prize because the film has been shown and is used in, in debates in many cities around the world because this is a global phenomenon. And, and we need to see this, that housing is a human right. And, um, and I'm happy that the film has been used in that context. While I'm here, uh, I have to say thank you to the broadcaster SVT. It's really important that public broadcasters keep going and, and keep commissioning films that, that can make us understand what's going on in our planet right now. Uh, of course, I have an amazing team. Filmmaking is never a one man's job or one woman's job. It's, uh, 
It's a big teamwork with an amazing editor, amazing cinematographers and sound designers and, and my producer's team is also extremely important. So thank you to all of them and, and thank you for, uh, for the jury of, of seeing this. This is a very nice prize and, and uh, I'm happy. And oh, one more, my last thing is I have to, to thank my, the, the main character of the film who is the former UN Special Rapporteur of Adequate Housing, Leilani Farah. Uh, so she, without her, the film would be very different. And as you know, uh, the pandemic has forced us to stay inside. So Leilani and I have started the podcast. So we, every week we do pushback talks. You can go to the platforms and find our podcast where we keep talking and deepening and update the stories from the film. Thank you very much. Signi special prize to pass Sweden. Thank you again. Congratulations. Amazing. I loved it. Yeah. I wish I'd been there. So cool. Very yeah. cool. Yeah. It's good so. for it's good it's good for it's a it's a nice thing. In the midst of a global pandemic and so much negative stuff going on, pretty nice to receive a reward, an award in Milan. No? Yes. And then we <laughs> we went we were there was like a little cocktail. It was on the on the roof of the the regional parliament uh, in Lombardia, so it was like in a like a high building overlooking Milan, and so we were, it Incredible. was nice, and some Italian snacks, and then me and some other prize winners were looking for an open bar. This was actually the first week when the bars opened ah, okay. till, till till one. Uh, people are still walking around with masks, but the bars, if you sit down, you can you can. Order and we were yeah. like, we were. It was the, the only thing we could find open for such a big group was like a, a Mexican place. So it was tacos, tequila rounds, and waiters <laughs> singing. It was also DJs. Amazing. So we were like, it was like, and they were putting funny hats on people. And this was like totally, um, it's not the normal place I would go to, but we we had we had great fun and. The pandemic was not there at all. I think they kicked us out around two o'clock. So amazing, amazing. As someone who has been stuck in a basement in Ottawa, Canada, I am living vicariously through your experiences. And uh, I was following you a little bit on Instagram to see. Oh, it's, it looked amazing. There is a life after the pandemic. And there is a lot of work to do also <laughs> after the pandemic, yeah, my dear. That's right. Oh, I know. I'm feeling it. I'm feeling it. Yeah. So this, I think this was a little you and me session of yeah. pushback talks. And I guess we should keep going. I don't know how we're going to do this summer, if we're going to have a break or not. Let's talk about that. But for now, uh, I wish you a beautiful day and in Malmo, we have a heat wave, so I would go to the sea. I will be nice. to the sea every day. It's so nice. Before you go to the sea, though, I have one unfortunate question to ask you, Frederick. How do we fund this podcast? Oh. <laughs> Actually, we don't fund it. It's kind of silly, isn't it? You do. I mean, we've made like, I don't know, is it 45 episodes or more? I don't know. For since last summer. And we have no money. None. So how can people work without money? Well, because they're stupid, I guess. <laughs> uh, or, uh, you know, I've, be, I've been blocked from doing my normal work. So I'm a little bit, okay, I better do something. Uh, but of course, if we should sustain this over time, we need to, we need 
to fund it. And we, you can become a patron. And there are, it drops in new patrons all the time. And you're all welcome. You are our best friends. And, and to all patrons, thank you very much. And to all new patrons, please join. It's, it's like giving Leilani a little glass of white wine. You know, it's like $5 and she'll be happy every month. Think it's about true. that. And, you know, if it can also be $2 or $1, you can do, or one euro. I mean, you can find something that, that is possible for you. But, but that support means a lot for us. Not only the money, also the love that you show by, by joining Patreon Pushback That's Talks. Right. And it's all about the love. It's all about the love. Now yep. you should see us making the heart. That's right. And, and then we have the Korean heart, this little small <laughs> Our one. Favorite. Our That's favorite. That's favorite, yeah. <laughs> okay. You can't see it, but we can see it. We can see it. Yeah. Okay, Frederick, I'm going to release you to the sea. Please do. So take care. Bye. Bye. Pushback Talks is produced by WG Film. To watch Push, visit pushthefilm.com. You can also support us by becoming a Patreon at patreon.com slash pushbacktalks. Thank you so much for listening and we'll see you again next week.